welcome to the 14th episode of The Week with Roger, a conversation between analysts about all things telecom, media, and technology from Recon Analytics. I'm Don Kellogg, and with me as always is Roger Entner. How are you doing, Roger? I'm great. How are you, Don? I'm good. So this week, we're going to revisit the world of big tech. On the 16th of December, 10 states uh, led by Texas brought an antitrust suit against Google in federal court. This is in addition to the DOJ suit from back in October that primarily focused on search. Uh, this new suit is actually about how Google operates ad exchanges. It's a pretty long complaint, but the gist is essentially that Google wields outsized influence and control in the world of digital advertising, and specifically in the way it runs ad exchanges, and the ad exchange business amounts to a, quote, monopoly tax. I've got an interesting quote here from the complaint that I think sets it up pretty nicely. Google's advertising apparatus extends to the new ad exchanges and brokers through which display ads trade. Indeed, nearly all of today's online publishers, be they large or small, depend on one company, Google, as their middleman to sell online display ad space and ad exchanges, i.e. the centralized electronic trading venues where display ads are bought and sold. Conversely, nearly every consumer goods company, e-commerce entity, and small business now depend on Google as their respective middleman for purchasing display ads from exchanges in order to market their goods and services to customers. In addition to representing both the buyers and the sellers of online display advertising, Google also operates the largest ad exchange, AdX. In this electronically traded market, Google is pitcher, batter, and umpire all at the same time. So I think that's a good synopsis of kind of the general complaint. What are your thoughts on, on this particular suit, Roger? Well, I think every time you have somebody who's running a, a market, and a market has certainly efficient, better efficiencies the bigger it is and the larger it is, that is fine. But the moment you're both the market maker, which is supposedly to be neutral and who doesn't have a vested interest and in, who wins and loses, can't be at the same time a participant. That opens up the floodgates for all the possibilities of abuse. You know, it's like you're a football player or a baseball player, and you also are the bookie who is betting on the outcome of the game. Everybody can see that this is a massive, massive conflict of interest. And... You know, Texas and the other states are are basically saying Google didn't play this clean and in an unbiased way, but rigged the game in, in their favor. And I think even more importantly, what they did was they played Star Wars named games with Facebook, right? Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. So one of the, there's a lot of redaction in the complaint, but one of the things that does come through is that it looks like they worked behind the scenes with Facebook to more or less rig some of the the bidding. Oh, I, I wasn't surprised at all. But, you know, the first hints were when all the, the big tech companies in Silicon Valley were running these no-hire lists where when people wanted to join from one company to the other, they wouldn't, they wouldn't talk to them. They wouldn't hire them. That's collusion, right? They get slapped there. This is just collusion on another level. And you live much closer to Silicon Valley, but this looks like an incestuous cesspool, right? Where everybody worked together with everybody, made money together with everybody, 
And yeah, we compete against each other, but only if it doesn't hurt each other. So this is just another example of it. And by the way, the, you know, after the complaint was filed, Google was like, this is completely groundless. They have no clue, blah, blah, blah. When actually the complaint against Facebook was based on internal emails between Facebook and Google. I have been an expert witness. And as an expert witness, at times, you get privy to the things that are part of the lawsuit because you have to provide your expert insights there. And one of the very first things that opposing counsel is when they're doing an investigation, when the lawsuit has been filed, they ask a judge for all the relevant emails. And then you read everything. And some of the stuff is just mind-blowing because people think their corporate email is private. Nobody will ever read it. And no judge has ever said no to email discovery. So they got the goods on them. They probably just talked very openly between each other of like, okay, how can we do this? How can, you know, in exchange of, of us at Google, we give you preferential treatment. And at the same time, you don't compete as hard because we're making you whole in this way. And that's another part of that thing. And now the, you know, the hurdle that Texas has to jump uh, for her conviction is to show that the email that they read between the two people actually happened. And that's, that's what they actually did, right? Okay, right? It's like listening to two people for conspiracy for murder and then somebody dies and then you're like, oh, here's the evidence. Well, to be, to be clear, Google and Facebook didn't kill anybody in this case, right? But I do think yeah, that... Yeah, well, uh, as far as we know, right? As far as we know, that's right. <laughs> but it does it does seem fairly damning, right? So, and I know you know in in the past I I worked in ad tech, as you know, yep. and Google is a tremendous player and vast vast it's an understatement, of, right? of the of the ad tech ecosystem, right? They operate exchanges. They you know are obviously the largest search provider. They have the largest display. Offering so you know it's very very hard to be an advertiser and not work with with Google, right? And the largest accumulator of personal information about people. That's right. And I think one of the things that was interesting about this suit was the distinction, you know, in terms of information asymmetry, right? So Google yeah. did a lot of work under the guise of privacy, where they were hashing ad IDs in different ways for different exchanges and, and different different ad, uh, advertisers, right? And so the implication there is if... But they made them blind. Right, 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 exactly. So I could have the same ad ID, but two different publishers would see a completely different hashed ID, right? And so they couldn't... There's there, You have to go through Google to, in order to kind of make that linkage. Uh, and there are other players in the ad tech space that do that as well. Everybody says it's for privacy, uh, but it also has the you know beneficial effect of, of, you know, basically forcing uh, advertisers to go through. Of entrenching their monopoly, right? That's right. That's right. It makes them indispensable. It makes them the only guy who knows the, all the ways in the maze that connect the advertising to the consumer. Meanwhile, there's a pot of gold in the middle. These companies have become the most valuable 
companies on the planet for a reason. Well, and I think the the analogy of a tax is apt here, right? So if you have to go through Google, it's essentially a tax, right? If you're advertising online yeah. digitally, right? Yes. And it doesn't necessarily mean they often are, I think, one of the best options for advertisers, but it doesn't mean they always are, right? You know, at, at the same time, you know, we had a site skirmish as well, right? Between Facebook and Apple, which was equally hilarious. Because earlier, a couple of weeks ago, Apple outed all the data collection that Facebook does with its app on an iPhone. And it's like 20 pages long. It's ridiculous. And then Facebook did this full-page ad attacking uh, Apple for hypocrisy. You know, that they're in it for the money, not for the people. And that if they were on the side of the people, you know, they wouldn't charge so much for their iPhones. Meanwhile, they, Facebook is such a noble company that Mr. Zuckerberg is, what, fifth most richest person in the world by giving it away. But, you know, if you don't pay for it, you're the product, right? So right. It, it's like, it's really, really interesting what's happening because it's something that, that you know, I call asymmetric competition where they make money on one business and use a business where they don't make money on to attack the other company where there is their profit center. So Apple here is using privacy as a way to attack both Google and Facebook, but not too much because Apple gets $12 billion from Google, right, for search. So they don't want right. to hurt them too badly. They, you know, if, if you put them all in a sack and hit it with a stick, you're not going to hit an innocent person here. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I, mean, I think what's interesting about Apple is out of the big tech companies, they are certainly the least exposed to advertising. They had kind of their own iAds initiative a number of years ago. It didn't prove to be terribly successful. And then it was too hard, right? And they couldn't compete against Google. And so they decided... We charge 30% from everybody who, who does something over our app store, which is an exchange at the same time, right? Although, to be fair, they did lower that to 15% for, for folks that are bringing less than a million dollars this last month, right? Yeah, which is like 2% of the total volume of the whole exchange. So it looks good on paper, but in reality, it doesn't hit the bottom line. Well, it's a defensive play, right? It's a defensive yeah. play. Because they're also worried about antitrust with the App Store, right? Correct. So nothing has been filed yet, but I think it would be reasonable to expe expect well, that that's probably coming as well. Well, the Europeans have filed, right? The Europeans have filed on that. And, and I think the role of the Europeans is quite interesting. Because in the U.S., how should I say, there, there's some kind of bite inhibition because we have to realize these companies are the biggest companies on Wall Street with their valuations, right? Mm -hmm. If this hurts them too badly, everybody's retirement fund goes down the drain, right? That's the flip side here, that if they really go wipe out their business model, 
the valuation goes down the toilet. That's the line that the companies would give you, right? But I think, you yeah. know, when we've seen antitrust action happen in the past, that wasn't necessarily the case. I mean, AT&T was broken up, obviously, way back in the day. And that spurned huge amounts of innovation, right? And Absolutely. And, you know, we can go all the way back to Standard Oil. There's the anecdote that Rockefeller was golfing when the DOJ had declared that they would break it up. And somebody said, like, aren't you despair that, that Standard Oil is being broken up in all of these companies? And he's like, no, not really. And when you look at it, Rockefeller's wealth really took off when they broke apart Standard Oil. He was really, really rich beforehand, but he became massively rich after the breakup. So breaking up is sometimes not the worst thing, you know? It's like people who go through divorce can attest to that, you know? So it, it, it's going to be fascinating to follow that. And, you know, we can all get a boatload of popcorn <laughs> while we follow this for a while. It's interesting to see all the backroom deals that have occurred over the years, right? So I think part of the discovery process here and part of these complaints really highlight the extent to which a lot of these companies, in addition to dominating their own kind of section of the, of the tech world, also collaborate, to your point, yeah, behind the scenes to protect their yeah. own respective kind of sacred cows. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all we have time for today. We'll keep monitoring this. I'm sure there'll be lots of juicy details coming out in the coming months, and we will uh, revisit when, when that, that, that happens. Thanks, Roger. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.